everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. We're glad you're here. As always, we're the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. What we're trying to do right now is come up with something different for this outlook on where we can go. We're trying to hit new heights that smash all the hierarchies, all the patriarchies, all the bad archies out there. We're thinking that if NASA says this round globe relies on capitalism to get by we're going to lay out a flat ass slab a brand new game board of earth and create something that everybody can get down with that benefits us all especially uh those people putting in the most effort we're looking for something more like more egalitarian in this world and we're creating a mass movement starts out of columbus ohio the heart of it all here in the 614 area code we are broadcasting out on the wcrs uh, radio station 92.7 or 98.3 if you're inside 270 and we are looking to get all y'all in this thing so that we can get together and create an entirely new world outside of the rules of bosses and bureaucrats and something that makes sense for the rest of us so if you're down with that please join us on this mission you can see us live. We're going to be in Asheville, North Carolina this Sunday at 9 p.m. The show starts 8 p.m. The doors open up. Come see us out there. It's only $6 to get in if you're 21 or $8 if you're under 21. We expect some heavy hitters to be in the building. We may even have a surprise guest for you. So do not miss this. It's going to be a great time. We're also uh, going back to New York City March 30th. I want to see everybody out there. We're doing a show with Kath Barbadero, Barbadoro, sorry, and uh, Rachel Millman. It is not a wrestling show, so you can come out. You don't have to know anything about wrestling to see us live. We do an inclusive thing for everybody, even folks that you know can't get into wrestling. We accept you, you know, even with that flaw. So uh, those tickets aren't on sale yet, but it's coming up. And then New Orleans, we're going to be there just a week later, April. 7th we're doing a live show that saturday night at the circle bar once again not wrestling themed don't be scared of the wrestling i think you'll love our wrestling comedy once you see it so please don't be afraid of that and uh we're going to keep moving this thing upward and onward thanks for being a part of it how has your week been brian good i think i mean i uh good i think okay. it's been a you know it's it's a weird time to be rainy alive we're leaving in yes. a couple of days, so it's always just like, oh God, we gotta leave. I'm excited though because we decided to leave a, a day earlier and and kind of spend a, a day in Asheville. Yeah, doing whatever we want. Because <laughs> a lot of times, I mean, this time, it's my fault too. Really, I was like, let's just go on Saturday and come home Monday. And Brett was, you know, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, it's it's a smart way to do. And we have this way of doing things where, like, if one person says it'll save us money, the other person has to agree. <laughs> That's true. Otherwise, you're the person that doesn't want to save money. And you don't want to be that person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it'll save us money. Mm. But this time, actually, it will not save us money. <laughs> well, we were, we were planning on we were going to be a family trip thing. But then it was like we have done a lot of those. We did one of those in January. So we don't need to do that. We had Friday already booked and we kind of got stuck with it which isn't a bad thing i, I want to get more out of Asheville than uh the inside of their hotel room so yeah and, and and like my my uh my kid's going to her first dance that night i don't really need to be home 
really. She's not coming home from school. She's going to something else and then going to the dance. Seventh grade dance. They're trying to get blowouts and get their nails done. I just went and bought like an expensive dress this week. And I'm just sitting around here like, you know, constantly frantically checking my bank account and being like, it's a seventh grade dance. God damn it. Well, that's the life, man. But here's the thing. When I was in the eighth grade, a, a young a young lady named Jennifer Gary asked me to go to a dance and I I was in, I had a crush on her and I said yes I will go to the dance with you and my parents wouldn't buy me a suit so I showed up in jean shorts and a t-shirt and every single other person there was wearing a suit and I've never I I've always wanted to apologize to her for that like cuz just all the pictures are just like, yeah, yeah, scrub. Yeah, and I just always see, wanted- but that's and that's the thing. Now you understand what it's like because they put all of this pressure on women, and they got to spend all this extra money. Mm-hmm. So now you know because she couldn't just be like, uh, "I wore my pink sweat, my favorite pink sweatpants to the dance." Yeah, yeah. I mean, the dress wasn't bad. It's it's getting to it's it's like, mom, can we get some makeup before this thing? And then mom, can we get uh, my nails done? And then mom, can we get, cause she always asks her mom, because I'm an insane person. And I'm like, we're driving in a car. And I, I told this, I've told this before we're driving in a car and I look at her and I go, I looked at my wife and I was like, on Saturday night, we were all standing in the kitchen, me, my daughter and Katie, my wife, and uh, two big bags of trash in there because I had been I've been making smoothies, cutting vegetables and whatnot. Just two bags of trash in there because I'd made a mess cooking and stuff. And my wife looked at Gwen and she said, hey, can you take the trash out? And Gwen turned around and walked out of the room and didn't come back. <laughs> and I was just like, and then, so See, then, this is when them Disney shows fuck it up because she expected there to be a laugh track <laughs> after that move, right? Yeah, and, and I'm just like, and now she's asking me to buy her makeup and get her a blowout and all this stuff. I mean, you got to earn that. The blowout my job, ladies earn that shit. Isn't my job to be fired up because she wants makeup anyway? Isn't that like supposed to be my thing? To be no. like, oh, you don't. Is these it? girls shouldn't be wearing makeup at her age. You, you want to be a disgusted dad? I, that's I. I think that's my my job according to society. I think. I don't know if that how that's moved really. I don't know how I don't know if other people are like that. I'm not like that. I don't I, care if she wears makeup, but she wanted to I dye her like, hair when she was seven. And I was like, go ahead. I don't give a shit. I mean, yeah. it's not going to stay there forever. <laughs> like all the naturalistic blogs, though, I feel like are kind of pushing against that. Right. Because I'm raising a girly girl, too, who I know is going to love makeup. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I, if you like, it's not wrong to want to wear makeup. So, yeah, so why are you trying to slide into that disgusted dad role? Because I'm cheap and I don't want to buy the makeup. It is so crazy it's- expensive. <laughs> My wife always comes to me with like her hat in her hand when she's like, I just need a little bit of makeup. I'm like, $45 worth, right? That's what you mean, right? That's <laughs> what you mean you need $60 right now? Yeah. Makeup you need a new brush for it too? <laughs> I feel bad for women because they have to pay that much for makeup oh yeah yeah it's outrageous it's like printer ink man there's this it's a scam it's a taxation on femininity (laughs) um i got two more things so also really exciting thing february is the best fucking month ever because we are already at payday time again 
I don't. My like wife it. is first and fifteenth, so now this is like the shortest payday period of the year. I feel like I'm already going to get my re up very quickly, and I wrecked a yeah. car, and I also had to replace the brakes and rotors. So this is good news for me. Okay, I'll let you have that, but rents also due early. The, yeah, that's true. If you're on two, if you're on every other, <laughs> yeah. the rents do a little earlier now. Yeah. The other yeah. thing is, uh, this is a less a life lesson I learned today that I fucked up on i want everybody to remember and that is uh taste the ingredients before you put them in your food i bought this parsley to do these lasagna roll-ups and i didn't taste it i just cut it up and put it in and it was the most disgusting fucking food i've made in a very long time it's a shameful it's shameful when you make disgusting Dude, food too, it looks so good it was like so it was bubbly and like browned and i threw the whole fucking tray in the trash i mean and this is another thing you need to the listeners that are trying to get me on queer eye need to know I can cook like I'm good at cooking. Brett is incredible at cooking. We want we're good at it because we like to eat good food. Yeah, <laughs> it's just and both of us spent stay at home dad time, right? Yeah, and your job was cooking. And it's like, well, if I'm going to do it, I want to be good. I'm not going to do it bad. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to be like we're having bologna sandwiches again tonight. Nothing's more of a I, I'll, I'll get on that in a second. Nothing's more of a failure to me than a bad tasting meal that I made. Oh, I, know. I just want to leave the house. <laughs> I know. I know. I want to just smash up all the dishes and throw something through the window. I, was, I haven't done it in a while too. And I've been like, so Patreon money has really fattened our wall, my wallet. And I've been eating out way too much and I can tell in my waistline even. So I've been back to like making all this food again. And I haven't had a failure this big in a while. Like I've been, I made crunchy tacos, which we haven't ever made. And I was like, man, I love these crunchy tacos. It tastes like being a kid again. I hate crunchy tacos. Oh, so good. I got the kit for like 60 cents from Aldi. (laughs) I love it. And, uh, and and then like, but then this one I really fudged it up, and like, uh, my wife was like, "It's not bad." And I was watching her face, and like, I love her because she does not lie about anything. She's truthful no, all the way. She'll tell you when the food sucks. Yeah, and she was just like, "This is just really hard to swallow." And she's like, "Well, I'll eat enough of it to get some of the nutrients, and then I'm gonna have like a big chocolate bar to make up for the rest." You know, <laughs> I was watching Chop the other night, right? And this guy made this dish, this dessert, right? And one of the judges looked him right in the face and said, this is the worst thing I've ever put in my mouth in my life. Okay? Right. That would devastate me. I'm not a professional chef, though. So maybe it isn't. It's probably still very devastating. So he walks up to the chopped judge and he's like, what? Can I take a bite of that real quick? He takes a bite out of it. And he's like, this isn't the worst thing you've ever. And I'm like, you know, it is. It's. (laughs) hold on a second let's get a second opinion on that let's get my opinion he was such an example to me of someone who can't like i I, like someone who really can't take any kind of criticism (laughs) which it's not helpful to say this is the worst thing i've ever eaten in my life but if somebody serves you in a contest the worst thing you've ever eaten in your life you should go for it you gotta say it yeah yeah i mean i um i i would say in that moment i would just say all right i mean the guy's on tv It wasn't my best, maybe. Sure. He, had, he, he dunked on me. I'm going to go on and, and make my food that I know is the best. Man, when you said bologna sandwiches, right? Yeah, I love those. Here, here's a thing that like really separated me from the people that I worked with when I was a roofer. Was that... So we got money every day. A uh-huh. stipend, 20 bucks, 25 bucks, which is like nothing, right? Mm-hmm. That's to eat all three of your meals? 
$25 a day to eat all three of your meals yeah. when you're living in a hotel. Okay, okay. You know, that's not possible. It's very tough. You're going to have to dip into your own money unless well, you, you could, eat. You could do some value meals, three value meals, right? I think that's what they were expecting. Yeah, yeah they ate at buffets meals. every night. I would yeah, be like, that'll take do me to too. the hotel. <laughs> yeah, buffet is a great idea. Now that yeah. you say it. But the guy I was rooming with, the reason I was able to not go to the buffets is because the guy I was rooming with was trying to pocket that $25. Okay. Extra so money. He bonus. brought a uh, pack of bologna and right. a loaf of white bread. Right. No Lasted, cheese? Yeah. No. No cheese. Just I mean, you're not saving mayonnaise? money if you're buying cheese, man. You're trying to get the nutrients. And Basically I guess- Just bologna on bread. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it was just bold maneuver. <laughs> he did make it one whole day, which I think is admirable. He only did it for one day? Yeah. Yeah. No, he couldn't do it. I mean, nobody like, could just, ever do that. I, I'd really just rather have some chili fries right now. <laughs> Imagine sitting in a room while somebody on the, like, so we had a double bed in this budget hotel. I'm sitting on the bed, first of all, noodling on my guitar that I don't know how to play. How fun. <laughs> I brought what a fun roommate you are. <laughs> yeah, man. I just, you know, I laid this tile as like a side gig. It's not my passion or anything. I mean, it's really just like the sound speaks to me. This music's in the wind, if you ask me. <laughs> Ibanez, a six-string <laughs> Ibanez electric guitar. And I'm sitting on the bed just fucking... Trying yeah. to play Rage Against Bong, the Machine. Didn't know how to play anything good. I, I could I could play. Did you a start th- and stop a whole bunch? I love it when people oh, do God. that. Yeah, I would play on, the wait, beginning of Bomb on. Track wait, and dude. then start over again and play the beginning of Bomb Track really? again. Listen, no, I have the beginning down so well. <laughs> Sounds just like bomb track. It's like, yeah, but I'd like to hear the other parts of the song, too. Well, I'll play the beginning, and then you think of the rest. <laughs> but I would sit across from him in a room and eat a whole pizza by myself and not, like, offer him any because it's like, you know what, man? Yeah. Use the $25. Fuck. Come on, dude. Yeah, I mean, you got to indulge. You got to treat yourself a little bit. I mean, I don't, maybe self-care wasn't. He wasn't, you know, reading up on self-care at the time. Well, I think that's a like there are a lot of dudes that like if they weren't married would probably live that life. And hell, even a lot of people that are married that live that life because I can say that like he would eat like that every day and not. I don't know, man. He was just like willing to settle as soon as he wasn't around his wife anymore. You know, he was married at the time. That's a lot of us. And he and I would leave. And as soon as he wasn't around his wife, he was like, fuck it. I'll just eat bologna sandwich every day. (laughs) Yeah. With ketchup packets. I steal from a gas station. (laughs) Yeah. Some relish. Yeah. I always feel bad for people who don't get joy out or or, because it feels like if you're going to have to do this thing every day, which is eating. Yeah, and especially when you can get like a fucking pile of bomb Chinese food for six forty nine. Right. I mean, I'd rather eat a fucking frozen dinner, like one of them Amy's frozen dinners for fucking six for five dollars. You know? Yeah. Anything with some kind of goddamn flavor. I just was in the conversation last night that if Street Fight ever gets to a point where I'm making like pretty good money, like a lot of money. Like I said, if I'm bringing in five, if I ever bring in $5,000 a month in my life, I will then live 
off of two meal replacement cold pressed juices. Okay. <laughs> and then a meal at the end of the day. That is all I fucking. You're going to pay for like two shakes to get delivered by mail every day? Like... No, I'll go to Zest, uh, like one of those cold okay. pressed juice joints. They have like meal replacement. They you get an acai bowl or something. <laughs> no, I don't want the food, dude. You just I want just all the nutrients? I just want to chug. Just vegetables. The vegetables. And yeah. And fruit pulp. Yeah. And, and riboflavin. For dinner. I'll eat something like normal, but I wish I could live on that. I don't want Soylent. Okay. Okay. Like I'm not a, I don't want that. I want want like $14 worth of organic produce (laughs) mashed up with some flavor on it. Yes. Put jalapenos in there. I don't care what you put in there. I'm telling you, I like when they have some, like some fresh mint and shit or jalapeno. The jalapeno one we had in Chicago, I was a big fan of. Most of my drinks that I have that my smoothie that I drink in the morning is mostly carrots and kale. There's almost nothing else in it, and then an avocado. Throw an avocado in there for them good fats. You yeah, know? yeah, that good shit. Actually, it just makes it really smooth. Avocado right. is an overrated like thing to me. So really, it just doesn't have a lot of flavor. I I don't mind it. It just doesn't have a lot of flavor. I I I guess like I understand that it's got a good texture, and when you make guacamole, it's really good. Guacamole is the reason. But just my wife will. My wife loves fucking avocado toast. Yeah, I mean, millennials unite, right? Well, I mean, she's that's our veg. But yeah, she loves avocado toast. Yeah, but her she's and my trendy. Daughter. Yeah. She's yeah. a cool mom. Well, they'll mash up some gross eggs in there, too. They'll, yeah. they'll like hard boil an egg and then mash it all up on a piece of toast. And they'll be bragging about it all day to me at the end of the day. Oh, well, we had avocado toast, so that was really good. It's a superfood. Yeah. It's like fucking $9 if you buy it at a, at a restaurant, it's, though. Yeah. I mean, make it at home. Yeah. No, don't ever buy that. So we got an uh, advice question, which is they come our way. Okay. Um, we took last week off, so we couldn't get to the advice, which I felt kind of bad about because I was like, yeah, we'll do it on the show. And I was like, oh, we're not doing one <laughs> for a little bit. So I want to read this for you. Okay. I'll try to keep this somewhat short. I'm a young guy just graduating with co- from college with a ton of debt in a few months. I currently have a job set up at a center leftish PR political campaigning firm, but since taking the job a year ago, my politics have become much more radical. Last year, I also spoke with my boss about running for office, and it looks like if I did, I would have their support. Like any leftist, I have strong problems with the Dems, and I'm struggling over whether or not I'll stick with them for the opportunity to run. And uh, we've talked about this on the show before. I mean, if the if they're gonna if if you have these strong opinions, right? If you if if let's, I'm gonna assume you're like a socialist or or like an a, you know what you're to the left of the Democrats, right? If the Democrats will put money into it and let you be who you are, fucking do it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that everybody who asked that everybody who's like, I don't like, because in politics, it doesn't feel like it's the same thing as like a punk band selling out to a major label to me. You know, they can't, they can't fucking make you take positions that you don't agree with. Yeah. And if they can, do, you cannot do it. Yeah. I got to say, man, for, for the rest of the people that are going to write in and ask of whether they should do this extraordinary thing, it's like, my answer is always going to be like, jump in feet first. Yeah. What, I mean, what would, uh, 
what would be the downside to it? You know, I mean, I think it really uh, for me, it always sounds like the sellout sort of thing. Like because the, the, the describing the fact that he he got a job at a, a leftist political firm. Right. But if you be yourself and you flame out, then you get the re- reputation as a person that flamed out from the Democrats. And then you run with that and make it into whatever you can. I mean, the opportunity has presented itself. Do it, you know, to to do ha- do it in a way that feels authentic to you and then see what how you come out on the other side. It sounds like a great opportunity to me. I mean, I'm going to tell the listeners this right now. If the Democrats offered to throw a bunch of money behind me to run for office, I'd do it because I'm not going to change any yeah, of my politics. I wouldn't politics agree to do anything. There. Yeah, I mean, we would maybe quit. I wouldn't give a shit about quitting in the middle of it. Any, <laughs> any. If you ever see us hooked up with an advertisement or with a, a an HBO or a Vice or CBS or anything, like I'll quit on the fucking spot as soon as they tell me I have to do something I don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, we're we're known for being. We've made ourselves very comfortable. I like what we're doing right now. I mean, this is what I, I've achieved my level of success that I fucking want, you know, so <laughs> I can't be appeased. But sure. I mean, I, I if I had an opportunity to have someone help me run a campaign and if they're serious about winning, everybody likes to fucking win. And if you're going to go on this like hard left socialist um, bent, I mean, it's going to be popular and you're you know, you'll have a lot of support. So. I don't know if they're going to be mad about that. I, I think it's a good opportunity to see what fucking shakes out from uh, at least, you know, I mean, I can't get too hung up on what radical people think is selling out because I guess politics. I mean, if we don't have any power, then we can't win anything. Yeah. And it's happening. And if it's something that we can just get in there and make a fucking mockery of, or make somebody's a bad time. I mean, that's the limited amount that we have. Might as well take the shots we can get. But other than that, I mean, you also see lots of opportunities for uncontested seats and these very boring government jobs where some squirrely fucking radical could get in there and make a difference in, in something, you know? I mean, they'll give you money. They will. Uh, that's the thing. It's like, make yourself a little living and go out there and, and just do your thing, you know, do your, your, uh, do what you think is, is the right things to do. Don't compromise on the things that you think are the wrong things to do. And I, I really think that like, I, I really feel like you, you could be successful doing something like that, you know, and, and, and I just don't ever turn something down so that for some sort of, especially, like I said, in politics, if you turn something down just so that for some, I, I mean, I guess the wrong way is to say, turn it down for some kind of integrity because you do have integrity. You're the ones that you're the one that makes the decisions when you're the one that's in power under politics, you know? So I say, go for it. I will always say, go for it. Uh, yes, I'm not. That's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I got a great, I, I got us a nice little story, Brett about a guy that some I don't know who sent this I don't even know if I saw it just posted gumball is playing with something upstairs it's so distracting right now hmm sounds like a gumball problem I of course of course gumball she's gumming up the works well doing gumball stuff doing that gumball shit I wonder what it is that she's rolling around probably one of your succulent one of your beautiful succulents 
just fucking chewing it and eating it until they get poisoned. A Barbie head, maybe. The Memphis City Council voted Tuesday to allow... Oh, Jesus, fuck. I'm so mad. <laughs> when, when you click on a site and then all the ads pop up and you just completely lose the thing, it's like, get... Go away, ads. And then they're like, wait a minute. Before you get into this juicy article, answer a question for us. Or you, you know? try to click on the thing so that you can scroll and you accidentally click something. And it's like, yeah. oh, well, that was that. Or like, I, I hate when like the page, like the article stops moving, but then like a Chevy ad moves right into the middle of the fucking page. And you're like trying to scroll past it. You can't figure out how to, to make it go away. And it's shit. Like the whole page will shift and yeah. then you'll accidentally, you're trying to click an X and then the whole page shifts and you yeah. accidentally click a link. It's like, fuck. Okay. The Memphis city council voted Tuesday to allow residents to appeal street closures for races or parades near their home. The city council voted eight to three for the ordinance sponsored by council member Reed Hedgepath, despite concerns from event planners about what could be a chilling effect on five K races. The ordinance requires that organizers submit applications for special event permits 90 to 180 days before the race or parade. The ordinance also gives residents and business owners an opportunity to appeal a nearby street closer for the event to the council. Hedgepath changed the ordinance to make clear that it only applies to races and parades after activists concern express concerns about the effect on public assemblies. Um, so I read this. Yeah. Um, so there, so basically it is a guy, I read a blog of this where it explained that there was some guy that's a banker and he was trying to get home and one of the roads was closed and he got mad. So he got in the city council members ear and got him to pass this law. Somebody had explained this to me in my, in, in yeah, the DM. I, I think this is one of the big guys early stances. Yeah. He called in and told us he wanted to ban all parades. I'm for him. I don't you listen, being an anti-car podcast. Right. I don't care if they close I don't fucking care if they close roads downtown for 5Ks. Is yeah. there ever a 5K on a Tuesday? Wednesday, a fucking any day that you have to be at work. Is there ever a 5K no. downtown? There's no, they should start doing that. The rush hour 5K. <laughs> we should start like planning a rush hour 5K. Me and you decide to do a rush hour, the street fight rush hour 5K. <laughs> Take a half day. It's a rush hour 5K. I just, I mean, People just like just scooting and booting out there early in the morning Do you to think seven in the morning, eight in the morning. All these people <laughs> honking their fucking horns. Like people, people like carry a gym bag full of their work clothes so that they can wash up in the the bathroom at work when they get there. I mean, do you, I, I don't have a problem with closing roads for public gatherings. No. I, yeah, I, I think I it's close all the roads anyways. Let people figure something <laughs> different out. <laughs> we need to start practicing that shit. <laughs> we need to start giving it a shot. We yeah. need to, you know what I kept you know what I was thinking about the other day? Um Columbus is Okay, so people in Columbus bitch about traffic and they don't know anything about it. Like I've been in DC, I've been in Dallas. I know what serious traffic gridlock all the time is like. There's two busy times during the day. Of course, school time is when I'm out there driving and I was stuck on the freeway this week and all I thought about was was how fucking sick would it be to have a bicycle on the freeway? Like if you could use the bike, if you could use the freeways with bicycles, 
you could you could get to places pretty fucking quick. If there was places to stop along the way, no problem. And they don't tear up the road at all. Right. Uh I we should, actually, we should let bicycles on the freeway a little bit. I want to know what that's like. <laughs> I was walking down this I was walking down the street on the entrance to one of our major freeways. I saw a guy on one of those mountain bikes with a motor on it just jump on the freeway going the wrong way. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, I think that's he, partying. I think he was just trying to get to campus real fast. Okay. And it's like, okay, I need to get to campus. Just jigsaw up this freeway, <laughs> the back way. <laughs> flip around the corner and i'm done but it's quicker to get to campus sure on the freeway it's very unsafe and i don't know i mean if you if you're not on your phone and you're paying attention i mean i think you could probably navigate it yeah Yeah, i mean i'm okay with it i think it's sure i I watch i've seen all kinds of people on dirt bikes ride directly in front of buses and then move out of the way in the last second I guess i'll say it like this if the freeway is only for cars then that's the only place cars should be allowed to drive (laughs) If you have to park them and leave them on the freeway? Yeah. We don't like, have enough access that we need more stairways from the freeway. You want to walk on the freeway? No, I just we have to have to have a way to like park it on the freeway and then get off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I I just think that like everything is built for cars uh-huh. and cars are unsustainable. So we should be experimenting with different kind of vehicles. Yeah, and what if we did have, like, uh, instead of having public transportation, we had public parades, like rush hour parades instead, where people would just basically take, like, a 90-minute walk to work, but they would also, like, throw candy or have streamers or dress up in a costume on their way to work and also burn a lot of calories. Yeah. I think that would, I think that would solve a lot of problems with transportation in this country. Yeah, and and a lot of the people that are mad about these road closures are people who say they get trapped at home. But I've never... I have a marathon run through yeah. my neighborhood every year, and I've never been trapped at home. They usually have exits to get out of your neighborhood. You just don't get to drive. I've seen plenty of motherfuckers drive through parades and, and marathons and bike races and all that shit. You can get through them pretty easy. <laughs> they, they really don't shut shit down like that. Yeah. You can get around them. I know. This is just whiny babies. Let these 5Ks do their 5K. I, I mean, of course, I think it's wild to make people pay to run. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And also, we hand out, like, plastic medals to, like, every single person that just runs, you know, for, like, an hour. For a 5K, you're just running for, like, an hour. I mean, if it makes you feel good, though, I guess it's just, like... All right. I I mean, pay your $50 to go <laughs> yeah. run and get a bag or whatever. It's you get covered in powder or like foam or something. We probably sound like grandpas right now. Well, I mean, I, back in my day, people just ran for the the thrill of it, you know. I mean, that's true. That is true. Got a runner's st- high was all it took. <laughs> runner's high we did it just for the high back just, when i was a youngster you get to move it out there oh eminent prof sent me a story we love him new He's orleans great. boy we're finally gonna get to hang out with him yeah it'd be great to wrap my arms around him we're gonna nola we're gonna yeah snuggle up to him like a sweetie two brothers who police say defrauded numerous landlords in a home rental scam including lying about their backgrounds and not paying rent for months at a time causing landlords significant financial loss and damage to the properties have been charged with more than 40 felony counts between them authorities said monday both muhammad saeed kadir 30 and 
Habibullah Saeed Kadir, 42, are free on bail. They were charged and arrested in January. Police say they began investigating the brothers in 2017 after receiving information from a victimized landlord, there's no such thing, and found the suspected scams involving at least five landlords went back to 2015. Police say the financial losses to the landlords was more than $120,000. Fuck that. A crime against a landlord is actually a victimless crime. <laughs> Here's the motherfucking game. You got a place that you're trying to rent out to people. I stayed there. You got to get the money from me. You ain't going to get the money from this person. Well, end of the story. Like, get him out of your place, and that's the end of it. Well, listen to this idea that How is not they, illegal. This idea. They can't call, there's no damage there. I mean, unless they <laughs> destroyed the place. But, like, really, if you let them get by without paying the rent, like, it was on you to get rid of them. Dude, they didn't destroy the place. This is The scam is legal, in my opinion. Now they're right, in jail. All right, let's hear it. And I'm an anarchist. So there's that. Police said after the brothers obtained leases for single-family houses in high-end neighborhoods in Fremont, they failed to pay rent and force the landlords to evict them while they remained in the properties rent-free for months at a time. <laughs> so they because the process takes a few months. You yeah, <laughs> start a lease, you live there for four months until the sheriff shows up, and then you skedaddle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They oh, I've been evicted. Dang it. Right, that's what I mean. That's yeah, not, exactly. That's not illegal. They it's went through fine. the process. Yeah, it's not. I guess. I mean, it's not strictly ethical. I guess. No, it's very uncouth. <laughs> I would say it's uncouth, even rude. I would call it yeah. rude, Brett. It's actually a little bit rude. It's quite rude, but no jail time. One hundred twenty thousand dollars. I don't think that costs that much. <laughs> I mean, you probably lost nine hundred dollars in rent a month, right? For three or four months. <laughs> Sure. They fucking <laughs> put it on a credit card. I mean, to put it on an escrow or something, or, or put a lien on them. They fucking went and they got. Like, oh place. yes, I, I love this place. I can't wait to pay. Uh, what is this? Seventeen hundred dollars a month. I can't wait to pay this amount every single month. And then the first time rent is due, they're like, uh uh-uh. uh. Like, no, we're going to evict you. It's like, well, you got to go through the process. That's going to take ninety days. I'm living. <laughs> can't stop me from living. If you're willing to move a lot, that seems like yeah, a way to go about it. I mean, it's kind of like that uh, up in the air lifestyle, like no baggage. You have nothing. You know, you just live out of a backpack in the trunk of a car and uh, have a warm place to live for four months at a time. <laughs> Police said with each landlord, the brothers either alone or together submitted false or counterfeited documentation regarding their true identities, employment and financial status. And in order to obtain the rentals, I just don't even think I don't. I mean, they. Listen, again, probably not nice to do, but the landlord is supposed to be checking into yeah, this that's stuff. Yeah, that's on you. Cross your T's and dot your I's, landlord. Yeah. I mean, what the hell, landlord? You weren't checking to see if they were counterfeited? <laughs> right. You got to get shit notarized, dude. <laughs> take some precautions. If you don't take precautions, then, you know, that's what you're, the situation you're going to left. Would you agree... In. That being a landlord involves a certain amount of risk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. That's that, what I. That's what I'm. <laughs> exactly what I believe. That and that, and that, like that risk includes people might give you false information. Sure. And 
live in your house and not pay any rent <laughs> and then yeah, let you evict them. Part of the game. <laughs> yes. It's like if I play, like blackjack, I've been playing blackjack every week and if I lose at the game, I still that's the I was following the rules of the game. That's just the game. They and you know what when you lose the game at the blackjack table, the blackjack dealer doesn't go to jail. That's not the way things work. And that's what we're we're having here. Look, I'm not a landlord. I don't want to be a landlord sure. because this sort of thing. Yeah, I imagine I me. imagine that someone would come in and be like, "Yes, I'd love to pay this amount for your place every single month," and then not do that. Yes. And yeah. It's like, well, fuck. What do I do now? Yeah. I don't. I. I. I just. Part of these, they want all the risk taken out of this stuff. It's oh, the same no, they thing want, with the stock. It's their market. welfare, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing with the fucking stock market. They just want all. Oh, you can't insider well, trade. I can write off all my losses, right? <laughs> those count as those don't count as those go against my income. Yeah, yeah. Or, or they no insider trading. It's like, buddy, there's gonna be insider trading. <laughs> they're just gonna do it. There That's are cruel people works. with all the money, and they yeah. know each other, and they're buddies. You know, you can't be insulated from. From capitalists ripping you off, and landlords are capitalists, right? Yeah. Uh, they're also suspected of altering their own IDs to provide false names and created false bank statements, paychecks, and credit reports to represent an affluent financial status they did not really have. Police wow. said some, these sound like masterminds. I they I mean I never thought of that as an option, which is pretty incredible because I've thought of every scam. I always think like. I, you know, I've probably thought of every scam. I've <laughs> no, I've heard of counterfeiting money successfully. I've heard of some. I just never wanted to step it up to that level. I don't think I had it in me to really live on the like that level. But that, like, I mean, that's exhilarating. I, I mean, I, I really admire that. It's that catch me if you can life. Exactly. Style. Like, I love that movie because that guy was just always like, oh, you want a document? I can go grab grab uh, you yeah. a document real quick. Let me go ahead. I'm just going to go jump in this car. <laughs> <laughs> Start a new life somewhere else, real quick. I'll be back. I'll be right back with a bunch of documents. <laughs> yeah, man, back in those days, I know that was the life, man. I know, killing it. God, we would. You could be- say you were anybody. I know. <laughs> anybody in the whole wide world. I know. I know. And then, like, when you get caught, you would just move. Right. Like, oh, now I live in New Hampshire. Scram. You know, you could literally get far, just get really far away, and like. No one's going to come over here to look for me. <laughs> no one's over here in Kansas looking for nobody. Yeah. I'm, you know, once I burn Kansas, I'm going to move to Oklahoma. Once I burn Oklahoma, you got 50 chances. Yeah. If you live in the yep. United States. Yep. State- that should still be the way things go. Like, as long as you're not killing anybody, if you're just ripping people off, you should just be allowed to leave the state and start over again. It's that's punishment. Banishment, banishment is what you're talking about. <laughs> and it's punishment enough to have to leave all your support system yeah, and shit. You like, know? Get the hell out of here. You've ripped off too many people. You're staying in places. You know, you're wearing your boots on the couches. You're ruining all the carpet. Yeah, it says once accepted as tenants, the brothers who police said own a local tech company and produce a popular annual cultural festival in the Bay Area gave Whoa. landlords personal or business checks to pay for rent and security deposits. But in each instance, the checks were returned for insufficient fun or for accounts already closed, police said. Fun. Police said the landlords were strung along with false promises to pay outstanding rental payments, often for months at a time. 
it's like, oh, that's, I mean, you, they, I mean, I'll bet you they got a year out of that. Cause now you're looking at like, okay, uh, I'll just give you a bad check. And then they're like, oh guys, that check, it didn't clear. And they were like, oh dang, let me get you another check. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, yeah, I mean, there's all that there's all that fine print. It's like if a check is bounced, you have 21 business days therein for after to replace the bad check and you just write it out. Keep writing the system. Keep writing the paperwork out. Shit, I wrote the wrong check. Those are the wrong checks. Like, are you going to throw me in jail checks. yet? Like, well, no, we can't yet. It's like, OK, well, I'm going to keep sleeping at that place then. Oh, listen to this shit, dude. Police, in each instance, police said, the landlords had to go through a time-consuming, labor-intensive, and costly civil process to formally evict them and their families from the residence. Well, that's your evil ass. I mean, you decided <laughs> yeah, that's to do the that. work. That's the work. <laughs> that's landlord's job. Yeah, that's, that's what you do. Job. This is what we say about the police all the time, too. They're like, if I punch a cop, then I get an extra charge. When, in fact... The cops are supposed to be there to re- receive my punch instead of a person that's not a cop. Right? Popular like- radio music says fuck the police on a regular basis and that they're awful. Right. And that people would dislike them or fight against them. Yeah. But yet they're completely surprised and astonished that we would have criticisms at all of what they do. Yeah. And, and what I'm saying is like the cop is the person that stands between like maybe me and my illegitimate part of society and legitimate society. Right. So that's supposed to be their job. That's what they're telling me. Their job is to stand between me and regular people so that I don't fuck with the regular people. Sure. (laughs) You know what I mean? Prevent us from getting Kratom into all 50 States. And so they should be, like I should be allowed to go at them, yeah, right? Them. Like I should be allowed to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to these regular people. I'm sorry. You jumped in the way of my fist, <laughs> but I just, it's like these landlords think that like, Oh, I I'm a landlord. So what's my job. My job is to just collect a check every single month and do some shoddy workmanship on your plumbing when you need it. Yeah, try to figure out how to use the snake for the first time. Oh, my God. Don't get me started on drain. Drains are a fucking nightmare when you have a landlord that won't just hire a plumber. Oh, yeah. That um nice that seized up um, garbage disposal. Uh, I don't get that. I am so careful. I don't put anything in that garbage disposal because I get charged $50 every time I fucking clog that. I remember you told me that rice broke your garbage disposal. And I was like, man, you got a real bad garbage. No, no, it wasn't just that rice broke it. It was that I shoved a whole pan of rice into the garbage disposal. (laughs) I don't know. Mine could have ate that up. Really? Yeah. We should try that then because I don't know if it can. (laughs) Then your landlord comes in and is like, are you a fucking idiot? I also did that with a whole box of macaroni and cheese once. Right, let's just cook it up and see <laughs> will it dispose. But the, the landlord's job is that which they barely do. You know, how much maintenance does your landlord do on your house? Ever? You know? I don't know. Ours is pretty good. Okay, how often of- is he doing stuff though? Whenever, whenever I ask? I understand that. How often do you ask? I guess is 
is what I'm saying. Like how uh, how many hours does the landlord actually have to oh, <laughs> go I mean, to work on fixing the hours. house? I mean, a couple hours every few months. <laughs> right. So is that just supposed to be their job? Their job is just that they get to collect checks and then work two hours every few months. That's the to- reward, man. It's like in Monopoly, when you own the big houses, you get more money. It's all about property rights, bro. <laughs> I have got some news for landlords. Part of being a landlord is also that sometimes you're going to have to evict people. And you know what? That's a long process, a long, costly process. And unfortunately, you just that's I mean, part of the risk of being a landlord. Right. Yeah. Don't don't hate the game. That's like Lehman Brothers. I always think about Lehman Brothers, how they bailed, did the bailout. You know what I mean? And it's like, they fucking, you should just let the economy crash. The economy should have just crashed. The people that are running the economy fucked the whole thing up. So now it crashes and we're all going to start over again like Fight Club, you know? But no, that's not what happens. Everything just gets fixed. And then this landlord who, look, you fucked up. You fucking messed up over and over again. You believed scams and unfortunately or fortunately i mean for me it's fortunately because i love scams you know what i mean so anytime i like have a google the only google alert i have is scams so i can read new scams (laughs) i'm serious that's the only one i have i've had it since like 2009 and it's just so I can see all the newest scams when they start. I used to have that as well, I think. I haven't checked my Google alerts in a long time, though. I love scams. I just, I, you know, growing up, all my favorite movies were the con man movies. I just absolutely just couldn't get enough of it, you know. And and it, this story is just, the, the, they're felony. They're getting felonies, dude. And, like, for just saying, I intend to pay this and then not doing it. That's it. That's debtor's prison. Is that debtor's prison? Does that sound is. like debtor's prison to you? Pretty much. Oh, this is terrible. I, these people sound like small business tyrants, though. Police said charges against them are related to identity theft, fraud, and financial crimes. They both have a criminal history, police said. And listen to this. This is you. How dare they call this a criminal history? You know? Including operating a food truck without a license. That's- okay, what the fudge? <laughs> they make these guys sound like public enemy number one. I'll eat your on unli- bring an unlicensed food truck to me, and I will eat it right now. I don't need, I don't need my food trucks licensed. I'm a fucking anarchist, and I'll eat unlicensed food any day of the week. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a crack at some unlicensed food. How many times have we come out for unlicensed food on this show? Just, it has to be, a, it can't be illegal. You can't make it a felony for sure. You can't make that illegal. I think, you should, I mean, you can say like, I mean, they're unlicensed, you know, they are. That's unlicensed. all it should be. Dude, they opted. There should be, you should be able to open a restaurant and then all you have to do is have on the sign. We've opted out of the health inspection system. <laughs> Yeah, or I mean, the the people that bought into it can proudly put it on their door, and then the people that feel safe with that can go there. But then, like that real deal, fly by <laughs> night, like authentic cooking, that like spicy shit, like that, 
food truck, you can just you have to go to the unlicensed place. I want that. I want unlicensed. Somebody food. that's going to be in town for four months, and they've got a hell of a recipe to share. I'll watch like those food shows about like France and stuff, and they'll be talking about food that's illegal here, like meats. Like cured meats. Okay. They're like, these cured meats are illegal in America. And I'm like, I love fucking cured meats, man. Yeah. Seems like I should be able to have those. Seems like somebody here should be able to make it for me. Hang it in the goddamn window like they used to do. And I'll come. I'm willing to risk eating it. You know? Yeah, I want some tapas. I'm, Give me them. I want some like seven o'clock small plates. Yeah. I I hate licenses. I'm. I mean, I know we're in a world where people are saying like guns should be more licensed and stuff. And I'm not going to get into what I think because I don't really have any good opinions on that or any opinions. Really, I don't understand it. But like the food licenses, I read a story (laughs) years ago about a food thing. Like I hate the FDA right now. I'm pissed off at them about this bullshit Kratom thing that they brought out. And then the CDC comes out and says Kratom caused salmonella 28 times. It's like 28 times. Like if you add all of the bad things that Kratom's done, you supposedly done even these are like questionable things it's 90 people and you're like i don't know that doesn't sound unsafe i seems like there's so many more unsafe things out there that aren't this yeah there was a weird article that came out said 28 people suffer suffer from salmonella with kratom but then the majority of them had only taken kratom in the last year yeah joe joe wasn't any recent thing yeah, Joe Thrash and Kill read it for me, and it said that eight of those cases were people who had taken Kratom and then gotten uh, salmonella in the six months after it. And I'm yeah. like, God, chicken causes more salmonella than Kratom. Yeah, eggs. Regular <laughs> eggs do. Or like spinach, I think, is more of a threat. Dude, I was making my smoothies with frozen spinach, right? And I had to stop because I read the packaging that said it's unsafe to eat this stuff unless you put it in boiling water and i'm oh, like shit yeah you thought you were you thought you had like spinach ice cubes well i just thought i had a hack i just thought it was like right, okay right. now i can go at the beginning and buy all my spinach and kale at one time but apparently all that's unsafe and i have to go buy the other spinach and kale out of the produce section every two or three days and it was just like what the fuck? That's more dangerous than Kratom then. Like, <laughs> I've never gotten salmonella from Kratom. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just, I get so annoyed at these. these they latch onto it. I mean, it's just something, that it's it's like, uh, it's a flash in the pan. It's something to talk about. The name is becoming like a, a bigger conversation. And these fuckers can't stop talking about any little negative thing they can. This Fucking is, Alex Jones is allowed to sell that shit he's selling. Yeah. You know, that wild, whatever wild shit those new tropics are. New tro- cordyceps mushrooms and shit. Yeah. It's like this motherfucker is allowed to just jam whatever he wants into a gel capsule and you're worried about Kratom. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, I mean, even uh, a lot of the the other issues with it revolve around extracts and these I mean, these uh, products that aren't related to Kratom in any sort of way. I don't know. It's it's a really fucking shitty way to cover it. Well, and and this is going to sound dumb coming from me after what I've just been saying, but their refusal to regulate it also could be like they refuse to regulate it. 
So instead, they're like, it should just be against the law when they could regulate sterile conditions and things like that. Sure. You know, so I just it sucks that it's happening. But I it also points out how these organizations that we trust somewhat. I don't know if I trust the FDA. I don't. You know, they're so bad. I mean, their reporting is so unfair. This when it comes to issues like this. They seem to have no grasp on reality, and I'm so confused on where they're coming from when they when they discuss issues like Kratom. Yeah. yeah I don't trust them on anything now. You know, the USDA shit. Because I've heard chefs say stuff about some of the regulation, health code regulations or, or things that are just illegal to cook that that are just because of cultural things, you know, they're they, that like in other countries, it's fine. Like certain fermenting and think if you're a listener, that's like a chef and you know what I'm talking about, please put it on the street fighters group or DM me because there are a lot of things blow I mean, fish, like, that, that elusive blowfish that right. will kill you. Well, we did a story very early in street fight, probably in the first fucking year, right. Of this farm to table dinner that was happening. And this place, this farm decided we're not going to fucking tell the government that we're going to have like 50 people here and we're going to cook some dinner. Is that okay? It's my farm. (laughs) It's my animals. It's my vegetables. We're going to cook dinner and we're going to eat it outside. Okay. And, uh, for me, I heard that and I was like, oh, I'd like to get in on one of these sometime. If anybody knows where one is, that sounds delicious. But the uh, but what ended up happening was uh, the state showed up. And I don't know if it was the FDA. It was just agents of the federal government show up at this place. They take all the food off the table, put it in trash cans and pour bleach in it so nobody can eat it because they didn't do whatever the right stuff. You're not allowed to do certain things. And it's like serve, serve for profit or have a server that amount of people yeah. without following some sort of guidelines. It's like, I would eat that food was probably, can you imagine how beautiful that food probably oh, was? And like the things that they were doing there and imagine how all the Instagram pictures. Uh, yeah. Well, how much care they Put, how much if somebody was doing that how much care they would put into it and then these bureaucrats like they don't see anything but a violation and they just decide to destroy it all and it's like i i feel safe eating every 50 person all 50 people that came to this place felt safe eating this yeah they were down for it lying ass they're all liars they're all the the fda the de the dea is the biggest liars probably well you got dea fda uh what's another a fbi fbi maybe above dea i don't know yeah. i just think i'm trying to like figure out they're all bad yeah alphabet soup them fucking dea don't know shit did you see this well, story about canada can i say one of my favorites of uh, one of my favorite stories also is uh when they changed up those laws about where you can make food out of for a business in California and all those people that like overnight they had all these businesses registered because if you can make like your chocolates or your cakes or whatever it is from your home o- home oven and bake that shit and sell it you know like they prohibit you from doing that yeah it's so fucking stupid I mean if it's like I, I saw your cakes on Instagram and I really like them and I want to order one and you made it in your home fucking oven, like, I don't give a shit, you know? Why do I care? Yeah, and I... I know s- what I'm signing up for. I don't. I mean, I know you're not, like, a, a big-time r- boutique 
cake shop that has a brick and mortar restaurant. You bake these cakes in your motherfucking house. So I'm going to take that risk. I'll eat food out of anybody's fucking house at this point. Well, most houses. I, but no, there's not actually, every house. No, I judge you shit. There's a, there's a, a market in town. That's kind of one of the bougie upper top, you know, and they sell a lot of local stuff. And a lot of the packages say this was, this was prepared in a home kitchen. Oh and really? I'm Where? Like, That's uh, it. Well, <laughs> it's called the Hills Market. Downtown. Oh really? I haven't been. <laughs> but some of the food in there. On I've a, been in before, but I mean, not recently. But on the packaging, I'll say this was prepared in a home kitchen. I feel like that's all that needs to be done. That is, yeah, yeah, perfect. That now I know that it was made in a home kitchen. I'm still going to eat it because I don't care. It's the some, same thing with like Subway. I don't care if you touch my food with your hands. I expect that my food is going to get touched with hands at some point in the preparation of my food. Sure, that's what it takes to get the job done. <laughs> yeah. Treat it with love. Wash your hands, man. Yeah, you know? don't don't have your shit all grody. All right, here we go. Here we go. This story about cops is great. This military story is great. The Canadian Forces is buying kits that will let its leaders experience what it's like to be stoned on marijuana. Are these the goggles I saw? <laughs> the marijuana simulation kits will include marijuana impairment goggles, among other items. The Canadian Forces want to acquire 26 of the kits by April 30th or sooner, if possible. Yes. This is fucking ridiculous. What are the goggles? What is the impairment? What is... I gotta get... We need to order one of these kits. Where can we get one of these? How I much are to... they? Um... They seem expensive. It says uh, military to spend one hundred seventy thousand dollars. We don't have that. Our, I understand. Our Patreon isn't that high. Maybe we can look into marijuana impairment goggles and see if there's a way that we can figure out how to get a pair. I need to what? know what they think the impairment uh, looks like. Why wouldn't you just get them weed? That's why wouldn't you just have like a weed and like a weed education weekend? That's yeah. what I would say. Is like we're gonna smoke spliffs all weekend long. And we're going to learn about the culture of marijuana. We're going to watch all the movies and you're going to get, you know, simulated into this. <laughs> the purpose I mean, of- it's cheaper just to just get people high and see, like, that's all it is. You get hungry or tired or uh, panicked and then you fall asleep. What are the eye? The eye thing is baffling to me because I want to know what they think. What is this simulation that it looks like? Yeah, I'm trying to think, too. The world doesn't look all that different when I'm high. Sometimes, like, the higher you get, the blurrier things get, I think. Because you get, like, your eyes just turn into slits. And maybe, like, blurred vision a little bit. These things look like honeycombs on this guy's eye. It It looks like he got spider eyes. Yeah, or fly eyes looking at the world through through flies eyes looking at the world through flies eyes looking through the world through flies eyes so why don't you just buzz off (laughs) (laughs) that's my bob and tom tribute (laughs) brett and brian do a bob and tom tribute (laughs) the purpose of the marijuana simulation kits (laughs) this is so crazy that it's marijuana simulation i know you could just get them high it's it's not dangerous at all I i mean people they like that's the thing is that I felt when I was in Denver is like the cat is out of the bag. Now you can get totally fucking ripped on weed and have a regular civil world happening with nothing peculiar going on anywhere. I fucking smoked marijuana when I was 12 years old. Right. <laughs> I'm still alive. Right. I made it. <laughs> it's crazy. It doesn't affect me. It didn't, it didn't really 
break my brain. It didn't kill me at all. No. I'm fine. Oh, man. Simulation. They, they, they should know. That's what I felt like. when That was one of those things when that cop, his name was motherfucking Mitchell, the cop that pulled me over. I always just thought, like, you've never been fucking high before. And all you think about is these really wild PSAs. You know, he just thinks he's just thinking of the worst possible circumstances uh, for weed. The made up shit. Yeah. Seventy nine dollars. No practice. He's thinking about. Yeah, right. He's thinking about putting on weed goggles and stumbling around a fucking parking lot. And it's like this guy's driving a vehicle and it's just like he has weed goggles on. I found them for seventy nine dollars. Okay, let's order those. the marijuana. The, let's order those. Okay, we'll order some marijuana simulation goggles. Brett and I'll try these things on. Seventy nine bucks uh, from the safety company dot com. Brett, these things, I they they can't act. I'm looking at them right now. You want to come around and take a look at this? There's no way they accurately simulate what it's like to be on marijuana. There's no possible way like there's it's just they how what would they possibly fucking how could they work they have like basically blurry dots all over the front of it. it's paintball goggles but the lenses are a honeycomb pattern so you're seeing like i said like a like a kind of a a blurry vision maybe i'm interested let's get the marijuana goggles and then smoke marijuana with them (laughs) Yeah, that would be a fucking trip, man. That's a good trip. Whoa! So here's that would the be fun. Fatal Vision Marijuana Simulation. Dude, be like I'm getting high when I was a kid again. <laughs> it's be like my first time. You get a little extra. I'm yeah, looking at the how fatal. How's it fuck up your brain now? I think they don't think it fucks your brain up as. Like they but don't, don't they, they, think it does, they think it makes you into like a like a violent criminal. They underrate the effects cuz they underrate the wonder that it causes in your brain. Okay. They think that high is cuz being drunk is a feeling. Sure. Right? And and they think that it, it dulls everything else and it's a feeling. Things are you're dizzy, you have certain sure. feelings in your body, your chest feels a certain way. So the only thing a lot of these people have that is semi close to marijuana is being drunk. So they just extrapolate that like, okay, marijuana is kind of like being drunk. It's like an experience like being drunk, but it's a little bit different. And I might not understand what the actual physical effects are, but I don't think that they see that it does anything inside of your brain. The good stuff that it does inside of your brain that helps you i mean that really can help you deal with the bullshit yeah so here we have the fatal conduct yourself properly so here we have the fatal vision marijuana simulation experience event kit with one pair of goggles one thousand six hundred ninety nine dollars my goodness that's a good business to be in and uh here's the we should have done that i know why aren't we we've, doing we've this? We've got like a thousand people pledging one dollar on Patreon. I know, I know, and we could be just selling we police sold departments. Like Ten fucking goggles in one month. <laughs> a hands. Let's read the details to this, okay? 
a hands-on awareness building tool that models the distorted processing of visual information, loss of motor coordination, and slow decision-making and reaction time resulting from recreational marijuana use. Do they, I mean, do they like, uh, bonk you on top of the head or something (laughs) before they put them on? (laughs) <laughs> Did they like hit you on the head with a fucking mallet and then put those goggles on you? And then, <laughs> well, I, I mean, you can come back around and look at this thing because it is an interesting thing to look it's, at. Wait, is this this is the thousand dollar? This model. is the thousand dollar kit for marijuana, and it is an interesting thing to just even look at. But I don't know, like I I'm I'm trying to figure out like what the actual thing could possibly be because it's like a basically what it is is it's a mat <laughs> yes it's a mat that looks like a bunch of streets with a traffic circle and then there's a no, steering no, like wheel. a play mat yes like a children's play mat with roads and a town square and green grass like you would move toy cars on yes and then there are goggles and a videotape and then a steering a steering wheel. A steering wheel reason. with a very long stem on it. <laughs> I don't know the steering wheel. Like why are you trying? Oh, I'm so stoned right now. It includes let's let's see what it includes. It seems really this seems like a really fun time if you were high though. If what we if had two like, G's, we'd buy this thing right now, I think. It just seems like a good purchase. Well, what if you could go to Target and play Getting High the Game for twenty four ninety nine, and it came with, like, two goggles that disoriented you, and then you got to drive around, like, a play, a play area? <laughs> it includes. They should we have, should just buy one of these, like, an escape room. It's like marijuana is yeah. illegal. Come get the marijuana experience in this escape room. <laughs> right. <laughs> Until it's legal, and then once it's legal, we'll make it into a private yeah, club we'll a where you cafe. can do the marijuana experience on marijuana. Why could and, and once again, it's crazy because no one at the meeting it was like, "Why don't we just have them try weed so they know what they're dealing with?" <laughs> they don't. That they can't. I mean, these people are like they're they're literally throwing folks in jail for this shit. Uh, it's a medicine in some other places, but. Um, Shouldn't they just know what it's about? Well, also like, and it is. I we mean, trust them with a gun, but they can't handle some marijuana. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I was twelve when I did marijuana. I've done marijuana since I was twelve years old. I can handle myself on it. If a cop can't handle himself on the marijuana, he can't. That's not a. You shouldn't be doing that for a job. And it is. It is like. I mean, they do kind of. And this is very wrong. They do conflate it with an alcohol experience, which there are doing all the time yeah so let me read you what's included in this because some of the stuff is kind of funny a fatal vision marijuana simulation experience marijuana marijuana, (laughs) simulation experience goggles with cloth protective bag good because (laughs) the moment that you get a scratch on your marijuana goggles you're gonna go through the fucking roof i know it's a 1700 dollars 1700 (laughs) dollars yeah Jesus Christ, you kids, I gave you the Oculus Rift. Please let daddy play with his marijuana kid. (laughs) You have the Oculus. Stop bothering. I'll get you the HTC Vive. Just do not play with my $1,700 lenses. I'm playing with my marijuana simulation (laughs) kit, son. I'm downstairs. (laughs) 
I got rid of my train set, and now I go downstairs and I play with my marijuana simulation kit. Marijuana simulation kit. Um, the next thing is six activity balls, two each of orange, Fun. red, and black. Ball of wax. You ever played with one of those? Yes. <laughs> those are dope. They're good. Number three, 400 executive function double-sided mazes. Fun as well. Mazes. Yeah, that's a good time. Also, what about those little jelly things that like they kind of fall out of your hands when you squish on them (laughs) and they got like stars and mermaids and shit on the inside? The ones that make you do the jack off. Yeah, you can like we you can shake them back. We would just jack off motion with them all the time. I'm playing with the jack. Yeah, squishies. Those. Yeah, they could have the 10 LED activity pens. Cool. So gloving that's gloving that's one led for each finger so you can have a gloving show (laughs) oh yeah yeah usb with road scenes and user guide so we'll get some road scenes from it a laser pointer pack four red lasers and one green and red combo laser they should also put um some sort of like robitussin or i'm sorry or some sort of uh what's the shit vix vapor rub that you can blow into people's eyes. Okay. <laughs> that, that makes would, the I trip mean, better. It, and it also makes the your eyes water somewhat. Yeah. You know, it's like, sometimes your eyes get red when you use marijuana, Mary Jane, marijuana. Yeah. If we're going to have LED lights and vapor rub all over our faces to get that real marijuana high, I think that will be dialed in. It sounds like a good time. <laughs> it, it, marijuana. Does legal mean safe? DVD. Um, oh, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> I'd watch it, though. I bet it's good. Uh, grid mat activity. One grid mat with clings. 12 activity lights. So the oh, lights on there. It's what nice. are you? God damn it. God damn it. Dies. Danger in every step. Distracted driving activity mat. That is a fucking sweet thing. It's did you? It's the activity mat is called dies. D i e s. Danger in every step, and then uh, it comes with a backpack to keep it all in. Yeah, I mean, so this is what officers. Who's doing this? The police are doing this. The this police is- are playing with LED lights and activity books and pretending to drive. While wearing uh, honeycomb goggles. Holy shit, dude. They have a $3,150 version of this pack. It comes with three pair of goggles. Those uh, goggles uh, are expensive, yeah, man. Those we are the nice get- ones. It's nice to have an extra pair around now. Because the kids are going to scratch up the first pair, you know. And steal them. If I was in school yeah. and they had marijuana activity goggles. Like, hey, <laughs> dude, <laughs> teacher can't smell this shit. Put these on. Wearing them in class. <laughs> Fucking you and two of your buddies are just like cooling in the back room. Oh, that sounds so nice. Oh. I want mar- I want to live my life. I already live my life with marijuana goggles you on, do. though, actually. Like, that's the thing. It's not that bad. Like, I feel like. If they were to give me $3,000, I would teach three police officers about marijuana goggles. Like, I could definitely give them a crash course in it. Now I'm looking at, okay, here you go. Fatal vision alcohol impairment simulation goggle, white label, clear, $150. Fatal vision alcohol impairment simulation goggle, white label, shade $150 that seems fun like no calories too no (laughs) if you just wear your dewy goggles and just be rolling around town man this is something man we need to get in this business yeah i want this shit man and also you know what i'm real into 
is uh, remember those drugs that you listen to? Oh There's yeah, people yeah, yeah. that made like oral drugs that you just listen that, yeah. that have like the frequencies that make you feel all fucked up. Yeah, I don't think they work. I think I listened to one once. But if you like, but if you had the goggles though, okay, yeah, you get the goggles and that, and you got it all set up. What do they have like mushroom goggles and LSD goggles nah, I can wear they, all the time? Turned out they don't have the. You can't recreate. Well, actually, they sell LSD goggles right around Christmas. They're like 3D goggles, and everywhere you look, you see a Santa Claus, a Santa face <laughs> on every Christmas light. Every source of light looks like a Santa Claus. Those are basically they LSD fuck you up. Glasses. Yeah, you can't get by in real life if you wear those all the time. That's true. So here's what we're gonna here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna tr- we're gonna get our hands on some marijuana goggles. We're gonna wear them, and we're also gonna smoke marijuana. Yeah, <laughs> and we're gonna see what it do- what that's like. I think. I mean, if anybody can get us access, you know, if you work for Fatal Vision or whatever the company is, if anybody can get us access to one of these kits, I would just that would be wonderful. I'd do a live show with the fucking thing. Yeah, I want to know what that's about. I would love to get a seventeen. I could save some kit. money. I mean, it's a big cost up front, but if I didn't have to be high and I could just wear glasses, <laughs> you would still want to be high. It takes almost all of the best stuff about getting high. It takes all that away, and all you get is <laughs> like inability, inability to see in front of your face. <laughs> Whatever some fucking weirdo thinks, it looks. <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, this is somebody that's never been high that made these, right? Yeah, and I think it's important for us to uh, know what they think it looks like when we're high. Sure. Y- y- does that make sense? Like, yeah. Because uh, uh, maybe that's why they all think it should still be illegal and why that's Yeah, so they dangerous. just don't know. I mean, danger in every step is a wild name. Dies, Dies. is a wild name. From weed. A thing. It's From a marijuana. weed thing. Yeah. Driving high is not bad. I'm, I hate to tell you. I hate to tell everybody out there. And if you want to get mad at me, you can get mad at me. But I just everybody. I just I've never heard of somebody having a rough time driving high. I'm I constantly. Haven't. I constantly drive high in every circumstance. I'm high as fuck driving. Yeah. So, I mean, that's life for us high drivers. <laughs> for yeah. us folks that get high. I mean, you know, if you can't handle the goggles, don't put them on. But you know, <laughs> we can mother we we can get down over here with those shades. <laughs> We're good with the goggles, baby. Yeah, yeah. I would love to because ha- here's what I want. Here's why I want the kit. Right? I want to do the kit with the goggles. Then I want to do the kit high, just stoned okay. on marijuana. Okay. That's why the seventeen hundred dollar kit would be a good thing to have. Yeah, I mean they look ridiculous. I don't know. You'd have to wear some kind of outrageous outfit to make them work. You're not supposed to wear them out of the house, Brad. No, but I want to live like my trying, life. You're now, I want to see if they really replace the like marijuana experience, like being high. You're trying to save money. You're I like, am. You know, I could get these goggles $150, but then I never have to buy weed again. I can but just like, always wear these goggles. Here's what I'm thinking, though. Like, if I go to the grocery store, stone cold sober, but I'm wearing <laughs> these goggles and I'm like, I can't see the fucking barbecue sauce. And I just start laughing like I might get caught up in a giggle fit. You're going to become a fucking marijuana simulation glasses dealer. (laughs) (laughs) Got to go over to my goggles, dude. Yeah. Across town. No, he'll hook you up, man. I mean, like, it's not, none of the, you're not inhaling any vapor. You're not consuming anything. It's totally pure high. It's all through the eyeballs. You know, we're not even, what we haven't even thought of yet 
is that we could actually make the MDMA or mushroom goggles ourselves. And these motherfuckers don't know what it looks like. You know what I mean? Well, like we could just make them. Yeah, it's kind of like a, for a 200 bucks. Right. It would it would have to have a motor in it. It would be like a kaleidoscope, but it would play over real life, right? Yeah. It would be constantly changing kaleidoscope, but um over real life. How sick would that be? Yeah. That would be so fucking fun. Yeah, dude, let's make Molly glasses and yeah. sell them to the government. <laughs> yeah. Let's make Molly goggles and sell well, them to the motherfucking government. Well, but then we can do them like, uh, what's his name? Dwayne Wayne that had the, the ones that flip down. We can you do just a- want to use them to get high. I want to do a flip down version now. <laughs> we'll be government contractors where we sell police departments MDMA goggles for fucking three hundred dollars a pair yeah but i that, made this mdma simulation kit for three thousand dollars well then if we do that we can get two chains to buy them yes yeah yeah let's get some let's if get, we charge three thousand they're like cardies they're like expensive glasses at that point yeah let's see if we can get these we're gonna do okay Molly's. listeners we'll order these things we'll order these marijuana goggles to figure them out for everybody they're like dude you're in a really good mood they're like thanks they're molly's <laughs> Well, here's what we'll do. We'll, oh, wow. You want to hear the features on these goggles on the page that I'm looking at? According to recent U.S. government studies, 30% of today's teenagers are smoking marijuana. About 4% of adults smoke pot at least once a year with roughly 1% abusing it. Is no that even a problem. Thirty percent of teenagers and one percent of adults. I that's off. That's so off. That can't 1%? be right. Right? Are we that small of a group? Smoking marijuana. Impossible. Impossible. I, it's that's not good numbers. There. I get high with so many adults. Well, they're trying to sell these. So what they're what it looks like these are for now that I've gone through it a little more is they bring these goggles to high schools for like dare and they're like. Put these goggles on. That's what it feels like to be stoned on marijuana. <laughs> Doesn't work, man. You should just pass a joint around and tell everybody, like, you don't want to do this shit in a place where you feel uncomfortable. Don't do this in some fucking basement that has, like, wood paneling on the wall and some shitty posters tacked up. It says smoking marijuana can affect your ability to perform simple tasks. It doesn't. It impairs well, concentration that's also and what coordination. You're looking for. Yeah. It impairs concentration and coordination. I don't but know. But if you fight that. through that, here's the thing. It does impair. But if you fight through that, you have so much self-esteem. You're like I'm fun. I fucking impaired my brain and got so much done today. I fucking rule. I deserve double desserts. (laughs) It can cause slowed reaction time and can result in short-term memory loss. Bullshit, man. Tell that to the motherfuckers that play video games. Yeah, watch me work out on drugs. Watch watch some motherfuckers play football on drugs. On some weed? You can dial in. All of the... I'm telling you, all the athletic activities, the the amount of... Ridiculous amount of focus you get from weed is stupid. Like that is it's one of those things where like you can like stare at a coloring book for an hour and 45 minutes and you can also like really focus on a football if you're trying to throw it. Yeah. Yeah. And and like this next thing is something that hasn't happened since I was 14 and I actually saw somebody kind of opining or or I think opining were like trying to figure out this like trying to figure out if maybe it's because of the weed now but it says smoking marijuana can also result in feeling of nausea which these goggles simulate and i don't know i don't think it does do that anymore i think that was dirt weed with like pesticides and shit in it that caused that 
Well, the only people I know that lose their lunch are the ones that can't crossfade. And that's when you're super drunk and then somebody like me starts hitting weed and then you're too drunk and you say, I want to hit this weed, but you know you shouldn't and you do and it makes you throw. Yeah. So with several states recently legalizing marijuana, the cannabis goggle is a training tool which can be used with young people and with adults. I never had nausea from weed. I mean, I, even from the earliest times. All I, I mean, I had intense munchies. Um, it made me go to sleep. It glued my eyes shut. It made me have giggle fits, but never that. Yeah. So that's the show. Well, we're going to get us some marijuana goggles. I yeah, think. I want to see what this is about. We need to know. And Brett will start wearing them now all the time. Every yeah, picture you see s- of Brett is just sitting in the marijuana goggles. It's going to be a photo spread with me wearing marijuana goggles. Then get like me. Yeah. That's my new brand. Get like me. I wear marijuana goggles. I smoke marijuana. I just love all the marijuanas. Yep. I do it every way I can, even via goggles. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Street Fighter Radio. We do this every single week, two times a week. We have our basement show, which you just heard. Then every single Sunday at 11 p.m., we're taking your calls. Let us know what's happening at work, uh, some old stories about military recruiters, or call us with questions that you may have about what to do with your life. We're here and uh, having a good time every Sunday at 11 p.m. on WCRS 98.3 or 92.7. Just go to WCRSFM.org. There is a stream link right there that you click on. It'll load up a new window, and you can listen to it on any computer or mobile device that you may have. And if you want to call in, the number is 614-412-5252. We also have a bonus feed. It's just $1 a month. And I know there's people that even don't listen to Street Fight regularly. I mean, I don't keep up with all my podcasts anyways. You maybe just listen once a week. But even if you do and you don't have time for bonus shows, please consider heading over to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Street Fight Radio, donating just $1 a month uh, so Brian and I can continue uh, making an impact on the world and changing things up and having a new conversation and letting folks know that there's a lot of us that are serious about um, drastically affecting the world that we live in. So if you're down with that and you want to support us, you can get a completely extra show. Uh, I did a show with a T Ricky Rawls on Twitter. Uh, He's from the champagne sharks podcast. I did two hours of radio with him. We did like three hours and 20 minutes of calls. We're getting like five, six hours of content a week that's coming out. And um, I understand if you can't keep up with it. I mean, I can't believe I'm able to do it all. But if you want to see us uh, move upward and onward, that's what we plan on doing. It's just $1 a month. And if you want to get even more, we have a zine that comes out. Exclusive writing from Brian. He did an amazing article for the Nation Building Zine. He went ahead and did it. He had the guts to do it. You know, he mentioned this, but people say anarchists are so destructive. Well, he was very constructive in this. He put together his spitball idea to make sure 
we can transition into a kinder, more gentler world without a lot of prison and bloodshed. And I really dug it, and I'm glad he wrote it, and uh, I, I'm I can't wait till all y'all get to read it. So for just three dollars a month, you get a digital copy of our zine. We also got some writings there in there about um, uh, Isaac Asimov versus Cornbluth in like uh, sci-fi dystopia and utopia writings and uh, fiction. Very interesting stuff. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dave Dave at Davenport Dog Spunk there on instagram uh and uh dave's uh, wait dog punk for real or something on twitter he wrote a really really amazing um article about squatting in amsterdam and europe and uh cities across america and uh, finding his way into anti-capitalist spaces where people were creating a, a different way of living and uh, I'm really proud of that one. It, it was a really good issue. I just did all the editing today, and I, I mean, I was really stoked about all of it. So thank you to everybody that contributed. The art was really cool. There's a fucking awesome poster that you can pull out, and that's just $3 a month. It comes out on the first of the month. Like I said, I mean, whatever your rent is, if your your rent's you know $800, just imagine that you rent 803 Budget for 803 Head to patreon.com slash streetfightradio. Get that zine. Uh, for $3 a month in that bonus show and uh, keep it rolling. We're uh, certainly planning on uh, making history before we exit from this astral plane. We will return later this week. We're Street Fight. Peace. Well, here we go to the show with some fat in dough. And no, I never fronted. I always stay blooded. Many clouds, many clouds running through my dome as I float, look at, look at, See, I got the tasty waves and the cool buzz for she smell what it is. Now you smell what it was. Cause we smoke fat blunts and we write dope bars, play video games and read high times. And Jim makes the beat tight, hoping that the song might sell a million copies of the folks smoking dank. Right, daddy made you jump. And daddy Mac kept it warm, but I didn't miss the bus to the marijuana farm in the Humboldt County. The northern part of Cali, where hammer can dance like my man grows plants. Never spoke to AB, cause my homie dance solo. With a fat Billy butt on a hog status logo. Now the boys got clout Now it's time to show the world what we all about See we smoke two joints before we smoke two joints And then we smoke two more We be jamming Smoke two joints before we smoke two joints And then we smoke two more This is slumming La di di da di di And me love marijuana Me know the blood like the sex la Madonna I feel like back when I puff on the ganja So legalize marijuana, yeah, I'm not Speaking for the legalization of marijuana I'm gonna get on it, my brother Smoke. It's just a dedication Double the whole night about education Some of 
down the pipe and stop free bases. This could be the start of the healing of the nation. Cause I rip shit and twist it, then I take a hit and I smoke it to the head like it was a cigarette. When it comes to pumping blunts, I'm a 12 year vet and I wasn't 10 yet. When I took my first hit, I was headed out the house off the school one day. Hey, guess what I found in my dad's ashtray? It was about a half a joint stuck in a roast grip, so I made like pop, put it up to my lips, then thick with the dick and I'm off on a trip and I was tripping. I only hit it once and my head felt light Then my eyes got red and they closed up tight And I felt kind of weird but I felt alright So I took another hit later on that night Now there's only three things in life that I need Money, say sex, and a whole lot of weed Giving props to my pops and he gets much love too He's from the crew, this was for you So I'm out, ghost, in other words, gone But the beat goes Get